Alrighty, everybody. Good afternoon. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, Wiz. And uh, we are finally up to what we think is going to be, and probably most people think, is going to be the best division in football this year from both a competitive landscape and probably from a fantasy football landscape as well, Wiz. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with that. And uh, you're looking at the fantasy football starters, and we, we've been talking about a few divisions where you may have a, a player here or there in a team. I'm looking at the starters on all of these teams, and uh, I think every single one of them can be drafted as a starter, even in the standard fantasy football league. And uh, we're going to get kicked off with uh, the Denver Broncos. And uh, before it was fashionable to love Russell Wilson, you were loving Russell Wilson. Had him in almost every single year in different leagues. So I'll let you lead things off. Will Russ cook this year? You know, so it's kind of interesting. Was, um, so new head coach in Denver, a uh, bit more of an offensive-minded guy. Vic Fangio was there the last few years, defensive guy. And now you bring in Nathaniel Hackett, who worked with Aaron Rodgers the last few seasons in Green Bay, where the Packers threw the ball 58% of the time. Uh, and he comes to an offense that is, when it comes to passing attacks, you know, previous without Russell Wilson was pretty inept, right? 27th in plays run, 25th in pass attempts. I think they averaged 19 touchdowns over the last couple of seasons. And Russell Wilson, you know, comes in with a few question marks attached as well, right? Not running the, not running as much as he does. Uh, granted, he was in a situation which looked like a complete stalemate last year with the Seattle Seahawks. You know, him and Pete Carroll kind of reached the, the end of their rope together. Uh, Russell Wilson had a tremendous first half of 2020, if you remember correctly, and then a distinct drop-off in the back half of that year. And last year, dealing with an injury, and the Seahawks were, you know, a mess last year. And and by the way, it also hurt their receivers last year. You know, DK Metcalf definitely fell off in terms of fantasy production. I don't blame that on Russell Wilson, and I think he comes to a team with a better defense, uh, probably a better offensive line. Uh, I think he'll uh, feel very at home with the boisterous crowd in, in Denver, uh, much like he had in Seattle. And I think, you know, to me, Wiz, this is a re- this is a fresh start for Russell Wilson, and he lands in a place where the success has been part of the pedigree uh, along the years. And I really do like the situation that Russell Wilson comes into, Wiz. So you have him. I mean, it's pretty pretty obvious that he's a you know a top 10 top 12 guy you have him even higher than that where you would kind of put him in the top bracket of the quarterback one category yeah so i i would say this when we and we discussed a whole bunch of, we, we discussed the quarterback situation and, and i felt it was a, a situation where you needed to make sure you got a good quarterback this year especially in in non-super flex leagues where you start to do quarterbacks and yeah I, I would put russell wilson i would have the confidence especially I'm a bit biased because I've you know had confidence in this player before, but I think he's one of seven or eight names that I'd have confident in as my number one quarterback in fantasy football this season. Speaking of confidence, the fantasy football community seems to be confident about Javante Williams this year, and uh, I've seen a lot of people kind of ranking him very, very close, if not inside the top 12 at running back this year. And look, there are a lot of things going for Javante Williams has a lot of things going for him. One, he has Russell Wilson quarterbacking who they know is gonna will, will help them get into the right play after looking over the defense. You have an offensive minded coach. You have a, a running back going 
into his second year, which is always the jump I like to see. And his main competition is kind of an aging guy in Melvin Gordon. So give me these three things. Definitely inside the top 12, definitely outside the top 12, or very, very much right around that 12 to 15 area. Yeah, so I'm in the, the last uh, category that you said, the latter one in that 12 to 15, 12 to 17 category. It, Wiz, have you taken a look at the exact stats of both these players last year? Oh, yeah. It, yeah. They are exact replicas. They each carried the ball 203 times. I think each guy averaged four and a half yards per carry, and I think Melvin Gordon had five more yards rushing. Obviously, Williams was a better pass catcher. I think your point about a second-year running back versus an aging guy uh, has a lot. If someone wanted to fight me on my view, uh, I would say, and I would understand the fact that they felt that there would be the kind of the changing of the guard mentality in Denver uh, where you get the opportunity to, to kind of let your young star shine a bit more and Melvin Gordon take that back seat and maybe just touch the ball somewhere in the 35 to 40% range rather than the dead-even split that they had last year. And I get that. And I think there's going to be a number of people in fantasy uh, that take that chance. I haven't looked closely enough to see how far these guys are are ranked apart. Uh, I'm I'm assuming they're ranked apart pretty decently at this point in time. Where Gordon probably is somewhere between twenty and thirty, and Williams is kind of pushing that top twelve. Uh, but I'm just a little. I guess I'm just a little bit cautious given what we saw last year in terms of usage. Yeah, I'm not sure. So I'm not sure I would anoint Javante Williams definitely inside that top 12 or 15 because I'm not quite sure they're going to go away from, uh, you know, making Melvin Gordon an important part of that offense uh, where I think he'll have enough usage where he may not allow Javante Williams to ascend into that top 12 or so at the position. But uh, there certainly is a disparity between where the two players' ADPs are coming into this year. Um, an interesting anal- you know, to analyze is Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. Uh, Tim Patrick's a good player, but he's not a player unless there's an injury to one of those two players that I would draft. But Judy and, Cern- and Sutton are certainly two players that should be drafted in all formats in standard leagues. So my question to you is, is there a clear pecking order? Do you both have them in that top in in wide receiver two range where they're both kind of like between 20 and 30 um or in your in your mind is there a clear pecking order so when you stare at the statistics from last year you know you're obviously dealing with the fact that Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke were the quarterbacks right and and in comes Russell Wilson as we discussed already so I I got to believe the stats that we're looking at for these players from this previous from the past year they're not going to be the same. And, you know, none of these guys broached seven, over over 800 yards receiving. Uh, Patrick probably was, you know, from a fantasy perspective, he was definitely more. Jerry Judy had no touchdowns last year. Whereas, now, granted, dealing with a high ankle sprain, which which really knocked him back. He, he, had, a, he had an okay rookie year, uh, but he definitely took a step back, and the injury was a part of that. Cortland Sutton has enjoyed great success in this league previously, but it's been a minute since that's happened. Um I got to believe that Russell Wilson is going to make one of these players, if not two of these players, uh, f- you know, much more of a <laughs> statement-wise in terms of fantasy production for this year. I haven't quite decided how that's going to kind of work out. Uh, Judy may potentially have some legal issues that 
that needs to be monitored. But, but so far, it's Cortland Sutton's the only guy amongst this group that's actually been able to put up a thousand yard season in uh, in a career season thus far. Yeah, I think both players uh, drafted, and we'll see how it you know plays out as we get closer, and then we break down the position rankings. But I, I like all of the receivers on that roster, and uh, I like Patrick by the way too, Wiz. I do like that player. I just I, he, yeah, he's a, he's a he's a good player, but I think for him to become in a standard league, someone that you draft, it would probably have to be something that would have to cause Sutton or Judy to miss time. Can I can I can I, can I ask one more question? Was just in the receiver. I'm just thinking of a diminutive guy with some speed, and I'm and I know he was hurt last year. But KJ Hamler from a couple of years ago, drafted out of Penn State, you know, made a couple of plays down. Is it possible that a player like even Hamler could make some noise in fantasy this year? Yeah, I think he, I think he can, and I think he will. I just think it'll be impossible to figure out which game that's going to happen. So unless something was to happen on the depth chart where he would just get more usage as opposed to having just some play set up for him, I just think he's a player that just can't be trusted um, you know, on a week-in, week-out. It'll, it'll just be too difficult to figure it out. But, you know, if something was happening to Judy and legal stuff and he becomes more prominent in the offense, he certainly has a lot of skill and uh, – and it's just something to keep your eye on. Um, Okwabunam may get his chance this year. I, I, the way I look at this is he's one of those tight ends in that like 9 to 15 or 16 block that I'm going to keep my eye on. I would love to draft him with like a steady guy like a Schultz, um, uh, TJ Hawkinson, um, just one of those more steady guys, Freemuth, and be able to watch and and see if he is able to get on the you know play uh, a lot and and he doesn't split time at tight end. But he's a player with a lot of talent, very good red zone target. Having Russell Wilson certainly will help him. So Uncle Burnham is a guy that I'm excited about and going to keep my eye on. And uh, you know I, I don't mind drafting him as a second tight end, um, especially if I have a steady guy. Uh, as my first guy, well, how do you see it? Well, let me ask you a question, though. I, I, I look at Denver's tight ends, right? And they went out of their way to draft Greg Dolchich from UCLA in the third round. Um, when you make a move like that, to me, that says they have, <laughs> they have some potential in- interest in putting that player on the field. No, there's no question about that. That's why I just said that. I feel I want to see what the usage looks like. You know, he certainly drop him if he's splitting time. But, you know, if he if he's playing a lot and he's performing well and Russell Wilson shows confidence in him, he's just a player I think that you want to keep your eye on because I just like the talent and I, I like him, this, especially in the red zone. And I, and I think to your point, so we've seen previously uh, Russell Wilson with tight ends in Seattle and Nathaniel Hackett with t- tight ends in Green Bay. They've been integral parts of the offense. Exactly. And um, special teams, I think uh, McManus and the Broncos defense, both should be drafted uh, in formats where, you you know, in 10, 12 team leagues, McManus with a good offense, uh, figured to be in the red zone more often with Russell Wilson. they just figure to be a better offensive team. Kicking in that stadium uh, is conducive for long rolling field goals as well. And uh, the Broncos' defense, I don't like the fact that they're playing the Raiders, the Chiefs, and the Chargers six times. But I think their defense, if they get leads, and especially towards the end of the year to get some of those cold weather games, they could be effective. So McManus and the Broncos, um, 
Are you think they're both inside the top 12 at their respective positions? So, so it's kind of interesting was I think Russell Wilson has not necessarily been good for kickers in Seattle because he's been very efficient in the red zone over the course of his career. And on the flip side, to your point, it will be an improved offense, number one. And number two, McManus has attempted more kicks from 50 yards in the last three seasons, 31 of them, than any other kicker in the NFL. So, yeah, I'm kind of vexed with this one because of the fact that Russell Wilson's history with kicker production and fantasy has not exactly aligned. But the fact of the matter is, you know, this whole offense will step it up. So so I would I would think that McManus is, is drafted somewhere in the back end of that top 12 Um but I just want people to keep in mind there is <laughs> Russell Wilson has been extremely efficient in the red zone. And, and I, I tend to agree with you on, on the, on the defense. Um, that being said, as much as they played good offenses last year in, in their division, this was a defense that only allowed 19 points a game. And, uh, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of around 330 yards of offense a game. So it, it's a, it's a good defense. Um, they get a new defensive coordinator last year, next year, this year in Averro who, Worked under Brandon Staley and and Wade Phillips in in uh, in Los Angeles, uh, but nonetheless, uh, th- this is a solid offense. I love their secondary. There's some really talented players there. Uh, Simmons, Sertain, to name uh, two of them. You got it. I agree. All right, Wiz. So that's Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast on the Denver Broncos. We are going through each and every team, uh, making our way through the AFC, AFC West, as we talked about. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. And next up was Kansas City Chiefs, a lot different looking team for the coming season. Sure is.